My employee steals over $60,000 in loans from my business, causing my company massive losses. All the while, this guy runs away thinking he got off scot-free. So I decided to get some revenge by turning the IRS against him, ensuring that everything he stole from me, he would now have to pay taxes on. And I've never been more satisfied by my revenge against this guy in my life. Here's what happened. So about six years ago, I started my own consulting business. I am a talented engineer, but I was an am sadly naive about the ways of the world. I came from a nice, loving, suburban background, and my parents taught me that all people are fundamentally good inside, but they are not. To quote Dr. Cox, people are basically jerks coated in jerks with jerk filling. In most cases, I never got any sort of revenge. Eventually, I realized I'm being screwed over, and I would just fire the individual or cut the contract or stuff like that, and then take it as a lesson learned and move on with my life. Except for this one time when I hired a sales guy. For the sake of anonymity, we'll call this guy Tony. Tony is not his real name. Tony swept into my office on a cloud of amazing promises. He had a resume a mile long and many incredible, unlikely, yet somehow plausible stories of his great sales success in past organizations. He wanted to partner with me to take my company to a new level, make more money than we've ever made before. Even better, Tony didn't even want a salary. He simply wanted to be able to take out loans from the company until his big sales pipeline pipeline kicked in, and then he would pay it all back from his giant commissions. It was a total win-win for everybody involved. This sounded like an amazing deal. I mean, what a nice guy. He was clearly confident he could close a lot of sales. Or why else would he forego a salary in favor of taking out loans? Well, my dear friends, it's probably obvious how this story goes. Over the course of the next year, Tony supposedly almost made so many huge sales that are totally ready to sign, but somehow they never quite came through. And in that time, he took over $60,000 in loans that he would totally pay me back for as soon as his monster sales finally came through. But finally, after so many big promises with literally zero results, I finally became suspicious. And it's right about then that I realized that this guy was an absolute scam artist. So at this point, I needed to figure out what was going on. So I hacked open his company email account and I saw that in fact, he had never even sent an email to a client ever. In fact, the only email he ever sent were to me and other people in my business talking himself up. All of his leads were utterly fake. He had never talked to a single client a single time in a year. So after finding out that information, I fired him and I set about seeing what sort of revenge I could extract. First of all, I went to my lawyer who told me what I expected. No legal routes existed to go after him that wouldn't cost me way more than I wanted to spend on this revenge. Secondly, I hired a PI to dig into him. It turns out, surprise, surprise, that lots of people are after this guy. Former business partners, hospitals in Florida, some very big medical thing that he skipped out on, as well as several other people. It was finally my accountant who showed me the best possible way to get back at him without spending a lot of time or money. As I mentioned, he took out all of his pay from me as loans. Now that I had spoken with my lawyer and the PI, I knew I had essentially 0% chance of ever recovering that money from him, so I did the next best thing to benefit my business while also completely ruining him. I forgave the loans in their entirety. This had two huge impacts. First, I got a $60,000 tax write-off because the loans were now bad debt, which reduced my tax bill down to zero, a small but happy victory. Secondly, he now owes the IRS $20,000. You see, when I forgave the loan, it became income to him. Once it becomes income, full income taxes, including federal, state, payroll, 
Social Security, Medicare, etc., they all become due and payable. Now, because it's not payroll income, I don't have to pay the employee portion of the taxes. This means he owes the IRS $20,000 that he can never escape through bankruptcy or any other means. And I have the world's most vicious attack dog trying to get money from him instead of whatever minor debt collection efforts I could have mustered. And I'm honestly so satisfied by this revenge, and I really hope that it caused him a lot of problems. I can only imagine the frustration that must have come along with having an employee basically steal $60,000 from you. Like, that must have been a nightmare. And from the sounds of it, it really seems like this Tony guy really was stealing from a lot of people all the time. Like, this guy is the textbook definition of a con artist. He talks big and then says, hey, all I need to do is take out some loans, and then I can start paying you back with some commissions. Like, this guy absolutely had what was coming to him. So honestly, good for the original poster for taking a stand and getting back at this guy by using the IRS against him. Because while you might not be able to chase down all that money, you can bet that the IRS will be all over him. And he is absolutely going to have to account for all that money that he basically stole. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. My entitled manager tries to blame me for their mistakes, but I refuse to take the blame, forcing them to own up to what they did. Here's what happened. So I worked in the place for almost five years and had this manager that had been there for maybe a year at this point. Now this lady used to work in a university, so I guess she was used to younger people listening to what she had to say. Mind you, she had a lot of trouble in her personal life at this time. So I think that's what really brought the entertainment out of this situation. Now at this point, I've had like three other managers, but they all keep leaving. So I pretty much have a new one every single year. So we have this huge activity that we have to do every three to four weeks. And I always had to do basically the worst part of it. You would usually have to finish up lunch early just to start. And you mostly had to stay late past your contracted hours on that day just to get things done. My manager pulls me aside and tells me that I talk too much while we are doing this task and that it's distracting her and others from the work. I'm upset about them saying this to me, but like, whatever, I'll just keep my mouth shut so she has nothing to complain about. While we are doing the task, a couple of the guys I worked with started chatting, but I just keep my responses short and I don't initiate any conversation. I literally just put my head down and keep working like a good corporate slave. Now, they could probably tell something was up and they kept trying to joke around, but I just kept my reactions to a minimum. Then, all of a sudden, something starts making a sound and glass goes flying everywhere. We all look where it came from and apparently my manager started heating a piece of equipment for sterilization but forgot to refill the equipment with water. So the equipment just kept heating and heating until it eventually exploded. This equipment was also quite costly, mind you, and we had barely any replacements in sight. So after that happened, we all start cleaning it up. All of a sudden, my manager wants to pull me aside. She says we need to have a word in private. I'm confused as to why, but okay, whatever. As soon as we are in the other room, she turns to me and says that she made the mistake because I was talking. It's my fault she didn't follow procedure, apparently. At that moment, I was so angry because she was really going to attempt to lay the blame on me. So I told her, no, I've barely been talking. I did exactly as you asked, and it's not my fault that you broke the equipment. She can tell that I was angry and said that we can talk in our one-on-one meeting. All the while, I remain adamant that I wasn't to blame. Fast forward a few months, and she's asked me to help her with the task. She ends up making a mistake, but I tell her it's okay, because this is equipment that we actually do have a spare of. She then screws up again 
and is starting to panic. And that's when I remind her that we have more spares in long-term storage. I then very smugly tell her, it's okay, we all make mistakes. And I can finally say that she had some character growth here because she did not blame me and was actually appreciative towards me. Fast forward and eventually she actually became a really decent manager. And I was genuinely sad to eventually see her go. Yeah, that manager sounds like an absolute jerk. She clearly had some kind of plan set in place if she did mess up and she was looking at the original poster to take the blame. She was literally just looking for a scapegoat for her stupid decisions and that's not fair in the slightest. I can't stand people who do that. They make mistakes, they do stuff that they shouldn't and instead of owning up to it and taking some kind of accountability, they look around for anyone underneath them or anyone else they could possibly blame. It's really unfair and seriously people like that need to change and thankfully it looks like the original poster's manager did change. They were able to become a decent manager for the most part according to the original poster and that's honestly really good to see but when it comes to the initial incident good for the original poster for standing their ground they know they didn't do anything wrong and they were not about to be walked all over by some manager who was clearly trying to find someone to blame am i the jerk for kicking my brother-in-law's entire family out of my house essentially making them homeless all because they were slowly destroying my home here's what happened my husband's brother who's 35 years old as well as his wife who's 26 years old and their two boys moved in with me and my husband last month because they got evicted. Their boys are four years old and three years old. I never wanted them here in the first place due to past issues, but after speaking with my husband, we decided for the sake of the young children to give them a place to stay. Before they moved in, we set some ground rules, such as my brother-in-law must be actively job searching and that they must respect our space and clean up after themselves. Unfortunately, in the past month, they have begun to slowly destroy my home and my space without caring at all about how I feel about it. First of all, my sister-in-law is an extremely picky eater, so their family doesn't eat with us, which is fine, whatever, but they never clean up after themselves, constantly leaving dirty dishes, pans, crumbs, food stains everywhere. When I tell them to clean up after themselves, they begrudgingly do it, but it's never a job well done. Last week, one of the boys had gone to the bathroom on my very expensive couch, which I only found out about after there was a horrible smell when I was watching the TV. My sister-in-law is stay at home, but she's more like a stay in her room, doing God knows what, while her two children run rampant around my house. In the last three weeks alone, her boys have colored on their bedroom walls, trashed my living room with their toys, knocked over half of my plant collection, and their whole family has turned my house into a zoo, all while contributing absolutely nothing. I have not been able to comfortably live in my own space for the past few weeks. My husband could sense my frustration, so he told me that he would have a talk with them and hire a maid to clean our house. Now things got a little bit better, that is until yesterday. I got home early from work and their family's gone. I think to myself, good, I can have some peace and quiet for maybe a few hours. I decide to go take a nap in our bedroom, only to find that my precious vase that my mother handmade for me was shattered on the ground. For some context, I lost my mom when I was a teen, and it was one of the last handmade items I had from her. I immediately knew it was one of the boys because there were toys inside my room and their tablet was on my bed. I was so angry. I ended up calling my husband, explaining the situation, and told him that they would not stay another day in our house. No questions asked. Then I went around the house picking up their dirty clothes as well as their toys, papers, and I threw them outside into our lawn. When they came back, there was a huge confrontation between me and them. I listed all the disrespectful things they had done and that because they had met none of 
the conditions outlined when they first moved in, I wanted them off of my property by midnight. I called their kids untrained dogs. They screamed back at me, calling me heartless, cruel, evil, saying that I'd make them homeless. Eventually, they did end up leaving after I said I would call the police. My husband is fully on my side, but I can tell that he does feel a little bad. My mother-in-law called me upset, asking me to take them back in after I forced them to sleep in their car last night. So I really need to know, am I the jerk for kicking my brother-in-law's entire family out after they slowly destroyed my home? No, you are not the jerk. I think there probably could have been a conversation leading up to this or some kind of like intervention to say, hey, you need to stop destroying my house or you've got to go or something like that. But you know what? Considering the circumstances, I don't blame you for being so angry and kicking them out. Like, honestly, they did this to themselves. These parents completely let their kids run loose and do whatever they wanted. The parents were not involved. They were not cleaning up after themselves and they were completely taking advantage of your kindness. And you know what? If your mother-in-law is really concerned about their kids not having a place to stay, then she easily could have stepped up and said, oh, come to my house. But they probably don't want that because they know how they're going to act. And she also could have pitched in and helped them buy a hotel for the night. There are so many options ready for them. This is not even funny. So no, you are not the jerk in this situation, in my opinion. I think your extended family was being very toxic and they were taking advantage of you and not pulling their weight in the slightest. They completely disrespected your space and they did not follow any of your rules. So honestly, they absolutely had this coming. Am I the jerk for refusing to go on holiday with my cousin? All because she invited friends that I literally don't know. Here's what happened. My cousin and I organized a vacation to America last year in October. Everything was going smoothly. The hotel was booked, activities were planned, outfits were ordered, and plane tickets were purchased. Everything was fine, and I was looking forward to spending the holiday with my cousin. I was at home last weekend when I got a phone call at 1 in the morning. Mind you, my phone is on, do not disturb, so my cousin decided to call my aunt because I wasn't answering. My aunt then comes into my room and wakes me up to tell me my cousin wants to talk to me. So I call my cousin and I asked if everything was okay, and she tells me she has two mutual friends who heard through the grapevine that we were going to America, and they asked her if they could come along with us and stay at the Airbnb that we had booked, which my cousin told them I would pay for. I tell her that I'm really uncomfortable with the idea of these two people that I've never met before spending two weeks in the same house as us. I asked her why she would tell them it was okay without checking with me first, since I was paying for half of everything. She told me there was no problem with them staying with us because there were two spare rooms in the Airbnb. I asked her if she knew these people because she had told me that they were mutual friends. She said she met them at clubs through friends over the years and they had only spoken a few times. I told her I didn't feel comfortable with the idea of them staying with us because I don't know them and I don't know what they are like. She tells me that I don't have to worry about her friends and that I shouldn't judge them because I've never even met them. My response was that if I don't end up liking them, then I'm stuck in the same house with them overseas for like the next two weeks. Her friends are now expecting to tag along with us to all of the activities we had planned months ago, which I originally thought would just be me and my cousin. I've told her I don't know if I feel comfortable with them coming along, and she's told me it's too late because they have already booked their plane tickets, and she had already told them that they can stay with us free of charge. She told me that if I don't like the idea of them staying with us, I can get my own place, although I have already paid for half the Airbnb, which cannot be refunded. I want to tell her that I'm not going if they are coming, and that they will have to find a way to pay for the rest of the Airbnb without me. But I can't get a refund. I am so frustrated, and I seriously don't know what to do. 
First off, you are not the jerk for not wanting to go on this holiday. Your cousin literally betrayed your trust. They basically said, oh, I'm going to bring some friends along that I didn't discuss with you earlier, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, seriously, what is this cousin thinking? They are literally throwing you under the bus and forcing you to be a part of something that you don't want to be a part of. If I was in your shoes, I would feel the exact same way. I don't know these people. I don't know them from anywhere. Like, are they trustworthy? Are they going to steal from me or hurt me or my cousin? Like, clearly your cousin doesn't know them very well. Like, this honestly has bad news written all over it. Also, I wouldn't back out of this trip if I was in your shoes. I think it's safe to assume that the Airbnb is probably the cheapest aspect of this entire trip. So, in my opinion, I would just find a new place to stay and not give up your vacation all because of your selfish cousin. But honestly, whatever you choose to do, I would just think about yourself in this situation. Because your cousin clearly hasn't done that. And they would rather try and invite some random strangers to come along for this trip with you instead of trying to enjoy the plans that both of you already agreed on. Am I the jerk for yelling at someone when they stole my friend's wheelchair? Here's what happened. Around a couple of years ago, my friend by the name of Jackson, Jackson is not their real name, was involved in a terrible accident. Despite being somewhat fine from the waist up, besides bruised ribs and a dislocated shoulder, he lost complete usage of his leg. So now he uses a wheelchair. Despite this, he doesn't take any garbage from anyone at all. He's like an iron wall. You can try and hurt him emotionally, but he will serve up a rebuttal straight on you. He does need help with stuff, so I do help him out on occasion. Even though he is progressing with therapy, he can stand for a tiny bit before needing to sit back in his wheelchair. Today, we had to go to the pharmacy so he could get medication. I told him I was going to get something to drink for us, and that if he needed me, he could just yell for me. After five minutes, I hear a scream from him, so I run over. What happened next absolutely enraged me. He was holding onto a shelf without his wheelchair. Looking, I saw a woman pushing her son on his wheelchair. Jackson told me what happened since I saw red and everything was kind of a blur. I basically acted out of instinct and I was rushing over to them. I yelled and yanked the wheelchair. Jackson said that the kid hopped off and it seemed like he purposefully fell onto the cardboard display. His mother cried that I shoved her kid off, but thankfully Jackson gave his side of the story since it was his chair in the first place. The pharmacy had cameras and they were escorted out of the building. After Jackson and I told a friend about this, she said that the kid was tired and needed the seat more. Now, we know that she is completely in the wrong, but I'm starting to think that maybe I reacted in the wrong way when it comes to this situation. So I need to know, am I the jerk for yelling at someone when they stole my friend's wheelchair right out from underneath him? No, you are not the jerk. This is like the least jerk thing you could have done. Those people seriously stole this guy's wheelchair. Like, let's think about that for a second. They saw a guy in a wheelchair and they thought to themselves, ooh, free wheelchair. Let's use that to get around. Like, I don't blame the kid for sitting in the wheelchair. I know when I was a kid and I went to pharmacies or other public places and there was a wheelchair over on the side, like near the entrance or something like that, I of course might sit in it just to try and play around with it. But the mother in this situation, the mother is completely to blame here. She is 100% at fault. She knows better. She knows that this guy was clearly using this wheelchair. She also absolutely heard this guy scream out and probably get really upset when his wheelchair was taken away. I mean, Jackson was holding onto the shelf trying to hang on for dear life. He literally can't walk. And you going over there literally was the right move. He needed help and he needed someone to be there for him. So of course you're not the jerk in this situation. The friend who's saying, wow, well the kid was tired and he needed the seat more. She is a complete moron and I would ignore that altogether. There's no way that that kid was so tired that his mother would feel the need to steal someone else's wheelchair just so he can have a seat. 
seat. Like if that's the case, then maybe it's time to go home and get some rest. So no, obviously you are not the jerk in this situation. Your friend is already going through a tough transition in life as it is. And the last thing he should have to worry about is some stupid entitled Karen walking up while he's not looking or when he's trying to like stand up and practice walking just to take the chair right out from underneath him, basically leaving him stranded in this pharmacy. You did the right thing and if I was in your shoes, I would not feel guilty in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.